The concert event of the year is coming. This Friday, the Piano Man plays tribute to a Superman. Billy Joel live in concert. Wednesday morning, 75,000 tickets go up for grabs. Captain Jack will make you feel the pressure rocking the roof off of Rainsboro Ringers Arena. An innocent man honors a Superman to benefit the Rebuild Rainsboro Fund and Knightsbridge Restoration. Join Billy Joel and his special guest, Bruce Springsteen, for this once-in-a-lifetime event. Tickets available only through Stubmaster.com. Special handling and service fees apply. All sales final. You just sit at home and Partisan, the Knight of Rainsboro, the city's greatest hero, is dead. But evildoers continue eternal. Citizens fear they now live in a world without heroes. But heroes emerge from the shadow of a champion's fall to take up their rightful place as the Knights of Rainsboro. Paul is Hair Trigger. Tim is the Coyote. Wayne is the Rambling Ricochet. Andrew is the Necropath. Wednesday following the funeral, it's uh, getting on towards uh, evening around 6, 6.30. And uh, Ricochet, you've had a pretty good day. Uh, you you know, you know worked a, uh, a kid's party in the, late in the afternoon, and you got paid in cash. And it was, it was actually paid out pretty nice. It was 150 bucks, you know, sitting right there in your pocket, and you're bouncing across the uh, top of the city and feeling pretty good about yourself. What do you do? Um, I'm going to head to the for my apartment to drop the money off because I don't want anything to happen like it catch on fire or anything. That would never happen. You're Again. probably Wait. fine. You could probably go straight to the store or, you know, go pay some bills. You could probably go, you know, straight around or, you know, I don't you know actually on the way to the apartment, I'll I'll stop at a uh, I want to stop at a grocery store like a like a little quick stop or something uh-huh. and pick up some tea. I've got a lot of sugar packets back at home that I can add into that. Okay, so you're 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 bouncing towards the uh, grocery store yeah, again at the rooftop level, and as you're uh, starting to descend towards the uh, towards the store, you hear this this shouting, "No, no, no!" And you look and you see that uh, you know, of course, the grocery store is right there on the train line, and you see the train is pulling away, and you see this guy running alongside the train at the door, and he's just shouting, "No, no!" I'll bounce over after. Okay, as you're bouncing uh, closer to him, you know that direction. You notice that he has uh, a messenger bag or, or some kind of you know parcel that is stuck in the door, and he's got his arm looped through it, and he's banging on the door with the other arm. He's like, "No, no!" And the train is picking up speed. 
you're you're bouncing closer. You know, you're several blocks away as 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 uh, this occurred. You see the you know he's uh, managed to get his feet up onto the edge of the the train door and he's hitching, but it's a very narrow you know, little uh, piece of landscape he's holding on to uh, at the train, and it's coming up on the ramp, about to go up on the rails. You bounce down. You are now, you know, approaching uh, towards the back of the train. What do you do, Ricochet? I be- I move as fast as I can to try to get to the guy. I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to jump onto the train on the right on right beside him to try to free his arm. Okay, so you're going to try and, and join him on that little bit of, of ledge there at the edge of the, the door sill? Yep. Okay, so that's going to be an agility roll on your part, and you're going to be looking for a six or better. Five. You want to spend a Benny? You have two, you know. Yeah, I'll spend a Benny for this one. Okay. Starting early. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I, I was better off not. Yeah. What'd you do, Wayne? Two. Ouch. You have one more Benny. I, I'm not going to use a Benny on this. Okay. So you you hit the uh, side of the door and bounce off. And you, you, you're fortunate you hit what's left of the platform, just at the very edge of the platform, and you roll and just barely stop from falling off the edge of the platform as the train is now up on the rails and you know climbing in height over the city. You look up, the guy's still up there. And you just hear him just pounding away on the door, yelling, no, no. I'll run for the back of the train, see if I can jump onto the very back of it, if I can catch up with it. Okay. So roll me another agility roll. Um, Because you are uh, trying to catch a speeding away train, I'm going to make your difficulty an eight on this one. Oh, so of course I get a seven. (laughs) You want to roll again? No. Do you want a Benny? No. Okay. You see it continuing to, to uh, speed away. Um, so basically, I was uh, I was rushing after it. I missed my jump. Mm-hmm. I'll jump out onto uh, onto some roofs and try to trying to keep up with it, looking to see if he uh, if he falls, I'm going to make a a jump to try to catch him. Okay. Um, now, as you're you know getting up onto the rooftops, you're 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 trying to keep pace with him. You see that there is an opportunity with where the train is going to bank that you could conceivably catch up to it and cut it off as it turns. I'll give it another shot then. Okay. So uh, you're racing alongside, and you're you're you're, you're uh, you can see where you're you're gaining some ground. It's just about to pass. Roll. Looking for a six or better. Four. <laughs> You miss the door, but you do manage to get at the top of the train. You hit the uh, the roof of the train top, and you almost slide. You're you're sliding across the other side. I'm gonna let you roll to see if you can you can stop yourself. All right, is that gonna be agility as well, or yes, five. It was difficulty on that was a four, so you made it. So you're on the top of the train, and you can still hear him, but his his voice has gone weak, and you just hear this terror in his voice. No! No! I'll crawl over to the side he's on, reach down, and try to support his arm some so it's not just hanging by the the loop. Okay. So you you reach down, you grab his arm. He's not letting go of that loop, though. He's He's got a, a death grip on it, you know, in the, in the crook of his arm. Let's he see looks if up can... at you, and he's like, get this door open! If I tried to pry the door open, it would the bag would just fall out and he would fall to the ground, right? That is true. 
<laughs> okay, I'll try to slide around on the side so I can prop him with my own hands in the door trying to to keep myself from falling off. I'm going to climb down to where he is because I don't think I could – if I try to open it from here, he's going to fall. Okay. So you're just essentially going to you know, uh, come up behind him, oh yeah, and, uh, and protect him you know, from falling back that way while you try and pull the door open? Yeah. Okay, or uh, you know, spread the doors open. So, okay, you, you weasel in behind him. And you know he's just he's just trembling, and uh, you can feel that the the train is just going pretty darn fast now, um, and it, you see a a, uh, a another turn coming up ahead, um, and you're going to try and squeeze pull the doors open, so that's your strength roll. Unfortunately, you're pretty strong, right? Yep. Okay, roll it. Looking for a six. Twelve. Ooh. Plus seven. Okay, so the doors go flying open. He obviously falls back towards you. And, you know, you're a superhero, so I'm going to say you're able to push your both you and him inside the train. I'm going to make you roll for that one. <laughs> so hey. you guys both roll onto the deck of the, of, the, of the train. You know, this would have been a whole lot easier if you had web shooters. Just saying. True. Um, <laughs> Especially if they were voice-activated web shooters. Exactly. Exactly. Lesson man, <laughs> man, I was having a good day. What is so important in this bag that you're willing to ruin both of our days and die over it? He sputters. He's like, it's my groceries. You seriously just almost died over groceries. What do you have in there? I've got some, I got some ramen and, uh, and, and some, some beans and some rice. I can share. He starts to open up the bag. What kind of rice is that? It's uh, it's minute rice. He hands you a little red box of minute rice. The car is empty. There's nobody. There's nobody in this part of the train. Um, and it's it. You know, strangely enough, it's not the end of the train. You know, it's uh, you know, tw- in the back third of it. But uh, uh, he's like, uh, my 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 name's Lester. Thanks. You're welcome. Is the door still open? Yes. I'll look out there for a good passing rooftop and try to jump over to a you roof. And you jump out. He yells after you, thanks! Rice. Out you go. Yeah, you got a box of rice for your trouble. <laughs> rice, rice doesn't go with sugar. All right, so uh, the coyote. Do so, I really uh, have to follow up the dude that just shook down the, the guy he saved for a package of rice? <laughs> <laughs> I Damn it. Shake it down. He volunteered. Uh, so I've been doing a little researching, Aaron. Uh-huh. Uh, about a person of interest. Uh-huh. Uh, the one we talked about earlier. Yes. Do I have a schedule for said person? Um. Or is the universe, there's not enough data, that's data that I wouldn't be able to get right away easily. Um. Oh, you know what? No, I'll go ahead. If you have a plan, go ahead. Otherwise, I'll do something. Uh, well, why don't you tell me what you'd like to do? Otherwise, I'll hit you with my plan. Well, I was, I was, uh, I was going to hit up, uh, Petey, he, uh, he's he's uh, somebody I know from class. We're not really friends, but uh-huh. he works for the university. I'm uh-huh. figuring he he can get me a schedule for somebody. Okay. Okay. So I mean, you want if you want to act that out, that's cool. Otherwise, you can do what you want to do. Okay. Well, uh, why don't we uh, why don't we say that you have acquired said schedule? Oh, sweet. And right. uh, you're heading back home. All right. And you know you're you're you know walking down uh, down the docks and. 
you know, you see your uh, your pretty neighbor up there working on her boat. Hey, how are you? I'm doing I'm doing well. Good. How's it going today? Pretty good. You've got a visitor. Oh shit. She she uh, points her head over towards your boat. All right. You see a fella in a black suit just standing there, looking at your boat, kind of judging it. Is he within earshot? No. Or is, is it farther down the pier? It's farther down. All right. Uh, I tell her you might want to you might want to go inside. Why? Because eh, I don't want you to have to testify against me. She says, hey, if you think something's going to happen, I got your back. She, you see her jump down, and you know she comes up with a uh, a big hockey stick. She goes, yeah, we got pro- trouble. We're, I'm ready to go. No, 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 no. <laughs> and neighbors like, is neighbors. No, no, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm holding her back. No, no, I, I can, I got this. I just don't want. No, it's okay. I'll tell you what. Keep an ear out. All right. All right. I'll see what it's about. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's not what I think. Okay. She nods. Be careful. I'm watching you. All right. I'm going to say I have my uh, Desert Eagle. Okay. My big goddamn it gun. Uh-huh. And so just just so you're aware, I've, I, I, I uh, unstrapped the holster on it just in case. Okay. And I will approach my boat. Okay. You walk up and you see that fella. He, and he, he looks up as you're coming up. He's got the uh, nice Ray-Ban sunglasses on. It's like, hey there. You lost? No, no, I'm, I think I'm in the exact right place. Mm. How about yourself? Depends. You Jeremiah Redfeather? Depends who's asking. He smiles, looks at you across the top of his uh, sunglasses. I'm asking. Well, who the hell are you? He reaches into his uh, jacket. I reach for my gun. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he p- withdraws a uh, a badge, flips it open to you. I put the gun away. He says, uh, Niven Sinclair, Internal Revenue Service. Hmm. He then hands you a letter. And he says, we'll see you at my office. Heads off. Fucks this about. You're being audited. Audited? I don't make shit. But yet you're being audited. Oh, for fuck's sake. Great. But you open up the letter and you know it's the notice of audit, tells you when to appear, tells you that your your agent is Niven Sinclair and it gives you his phone number. And then it tells you to have a nice day. Let's get a spoon eat my ass. Fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a. I I barge into my boat all pissed off. Like what the hell do I do anything for? I get fucking audited. I make twenty thousand dollars. Like, fuck year. I start throwing things. All right, you, you you throw things around the inside of your boat. Well, this doesn't make any sense. I'm calling. I'm calling up uh, Papa Gramps. Okay. Phone rings three times. Uh, he answers. Hello. Hey, Pops. Mm. You're calling during my drinking time. Yeah, no shit. Uh, what's the name of your accountant, by good buddy? You know the guy that I give like twenty bucks to to file my like easy form. 
Yeah, Walter. Walter? Uh-huh. You got his number somewhere? I do. Why do you need it? They're auditing me. <laughs> I swear to God, they have a special list of friggin' Native Americans in Rainsboro, and they just, like, rotate every three years. Feeling a little persecuted? Yeah. Huh. But they ain't life grand. That's why I have Walter fill it out if I'm going to jail he's coming with. Stupid well, Walter. White man's got to pay for his wars. That's all right. He can just spend the money on the riverboat and we'll call it even. <laughs> Dickheads. I'll get the number over to you. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. We going to see you for dinner on Sunday? Uh, barring any unforeseen explosions at uh, funerals, sure. Try and behave yourself between now and then. Eh, no promises, but don't, I will try. Don't embarrass me. Fair enough. I hang up the phone. Good night. <clears throat> so you hang up the phone? Yeah. Uh, do you have any plans for the evening? Well, tonight, this was two days after we all met. I was going to meet Ricochet at the top of that one building at 10 p.m. Okay. All righty then. All right. So let's see. We did Ricochet and Necropath. Yes, sir. It's nighttime. You working tonight? Uh, what night did we say it was? It is Wednesday night. Yes, at middle of the week. I went. Yes, I'd be on still on night shift. Okay. So, uh, um, you, you are. It's uh, seven p.m. Are you? Does that put you just getting up, or does that? Where does that? Where does that put you in your schedule? It should put me right at work. Okay. So you're at work. And you know it's kind of slow. You know they they fished somebody out of the uh, the river not too long ago. So you know you're just confirming that uh, you know essentially the guy was drunk, fell off his boat, drowned. You know that kind of thing. Nothing really exciting going on. Native American? <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, he is a uh, white def- white fella. Okay. You're saying that the Native American can't hold his firewater? Is that what you're saying, Andrew? Is no, that what I just, the necropath my, is saying? I just, I just know a Native American who lives not near the water, so, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're sitting there. You kind of got some time on your hands, you know, watching a little bit of the, uh, the news on the television. They're all talking about, you know, everyone's a buzz with the fact that the Billy Joel benefit concert is coming up. They're giving away tickets and all the all the, the who's who is going to be there. Almost almost like it was uh, at a, at his funeral, right? Ex- exactly. Huh. Not Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. No. Billy no. Joel. Oh, no. We've been teasing it since the zero issue. Since before that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so there'd be a lot of people packed in closely. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Standing high, remote. High, high probability of massive casualties. Oh no, no, no! They're gonna have nothing. They're assuring the public that nothing but the highest level of security. Uh huh. So if a dude who could cause landmines to go off were to show up, he'd probably take out twenty people a pop, right? Uh, he would for, be for landmine. I mean, you you wouldn't expect that to happen. I mean, he did get away. They didn't catch him, right? That's correct. Well, he was caught, but uh, <laughs> but but not secured. <laughs> and who was he caught by? Um, I believe was he was a Native by, American. Yeah, some Native American guy, yeah, uh, who lives on the river, who lives in a boat down by the river, like that. 
Okay. Um, well, that doesn't well, that narrow it seems... down at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this seems like a bad thing, but nothing to do about it now, so I'll just keep working. I'm going to file that away in my uh, uh, brain under possible disasters waiting to happen and, and go on with my night. You know, you find that uh, uh, your mind wanders quite a bit. You know, okay. you, you feel something in the back of your mind. It's just tickling at you, and, you know, you, you keep thinking about, you know, just the, the events over the last several days, you know, from the death of Partisan to the funeral to what happened at the funeral and then, you know, meeting up with those folks over at the cafe. It just – it seems like things have happened a little fast. You know, one day you're just, you know, friendly, your friendly neighborhood Dr. Necropath and now, you know, it seems like things have gotten stepped up. Does this uh, – uh, is this something that I find alarming or welcoming? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Well, I really like that American Indian fellow. He, uh, it's like an Inya song constantly playing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very, it's very, it's very comforting. Reassuring. It's like a security blanket. Kind of uh-huh. like that guy. The, uh, the other dude who steals sugar. Not quite sure about that guy yet. Yeah. I mean, I mean all, you hear sugar. His, all you hear out of his head is uptown girl. <laughs> he can't get it out of his head i was thinking about one of those old-timey little uh grinder boxes they'd use when the monkey would dance i figured that's what i'd hear benny hill no yakety sax i like that i like uptime girl but he can't get it out of his head it's topical it's because of all those stupid posters yeah so anyway, uh, no, I think uh, I think uh, since I'm thinking about these fellows, I'm like, ah, man, didn't 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 the thief say something about leaving him a message on the top of some insanely tall building? Oh no, wait, it was a tree. We were supposed to leave a message at the tree, right? No, I gave a I gave a building for me. The tree was a joke. Oh, so I can't really go talk to the squirrel. Damn. All right. Uh, well, you could. It would work. But it would you work. have to speak squirrel. Mm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to put a little, uh, assuming that it's not a hard building to break into, assuming it's someone I can actually access the roof, I'm going to uh, plan ahead and think about dropping a message there for Chuckles and Yahoo in the morning uh, to find about my concerns about the Saturday night concert. Okay. Or you, so, or you could call my number, one of the two. Yeah, he gave oh, you a burner phone. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He gave me a phone and waited wait until he was on, on the road. Yeah, I can't afford a phone. Okay, uh, thank you for pointing that out to me there, Aaron. Yes, uh, instead of breaking and entering and climbing to a roof, I think I'll just text uh, the coyote. Okay, and so what do you say in your text? I'll say, uh, <laughs> not really, but hey, got one of your pals here. Can you come identify him? <laughs> no but i wouldn't do that uh i'm gonna text him and say hey partisan concert saturday night seems like uh ripe time for those guys who got away the other night to strike okay perhaps we should do something about that send okay so hair trigger yes um, you're working late at the office. It's about eight o'clock, and uh, um, you get you you see the your intercom line buzzes from the front desk. 
I pressed the button. This is Betty. Hey, uh, Michelle up here, Betty. Um, there's a guy here to see Joseph, but uh, he's not in. I don't know what to do with this guy. This time of night? Who the shit is it? It's that Dennis Dane character from the TV. Oh. I, I don't I don't know. I, mean, I always watch Channel 8, so, you know. Well, I've heard of Dennis Dane. Uh, I, I, send him on up to... Well, you know what? I have some secret shit here. I'll, I'll come down <laughs> and I'll talk to him. Okay. I'll tell him, you'll, I'll tell him to wait. Secret shit, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's my secret shit. Hair Trigger does seem to have a mouth on her. <laughs> I, I think that's a good development of her character. <laughs> um, yeah, God damn it, Joyce, I'll be down in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Tim, tell him to hold the fuck on. <laughs> Tim lives in a boat down by the river, but Paul's the one that swears like a sailor. Just saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I, I will head down and I will uh, talk to Mr. Dennis Dane. You uh, get down to the uh, front desk and you see him sitting there. Uh, just as good looking as you remember from the, from the television, though he's not as highly defined. Huh. You know, because he's an HD on the television. <laughs> and he's not an HD. He's standard definition. He's, exactly. <laughs> he's standard definition. So uh, – yeah, so he he stands uh, when you when you come in. And he says, uh, "Hello, uh, Dennis Stain. I was I was hoping to talk to Mister Rack." Hey, I'm Betty. Uh, Mister Rack's out at the moment. How can I help you? Oh, um, well, uh, I just had some questions for him. Is there is there a better time to come back? You know what? He's in and out of the office all the time. Really, anything you can share with with Joe, you can share with me. Well, I, you know, I, I, I think he just had some. Uh, I think he may have had some information that I'm, I'm gathering for a story. Um, you know, he, he pulls out a business card, he hands it to you, and he's like, "Well, I, I really think I need to talk to, to Mr. Rack. Um, um, and if you could just have him give me a call, he, he seems rather kind of uh, put out, uh, not angry, but just a, a little, you know." A little bit more upset than he probably ought to be about, you know, somebody not being here when it's not a scheduled call. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Dennis, Mr. Mr. Dane. Uh, Dennis is fine. Dennis is fine. Okay. Uh, Just, just hold on one second. Okay. Sure. Sure. Go into the next room and I phone Joe. You do not get an answer. Oh, well, screw it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right well i head back and uh you know i uh i say you know i i tried to reach joe just to give it one last uh you know give it the the, the good the old college try but unfortunately I, i'm not able to reach him this time of night you know he he's either out and about or asleep or something but uh you know i i, I will tell him you came by to, sp- to speak to him well thank you thank you um would you would you let him know that it's it's rather urgent and, and time sensitive and you're positive it's nothing I can help with. Uh, you know, Joe trusts me with, uh, you know, he, he does trust me with a lot of important things, and I, I would be happy to help you. I, and I appreciate that. This really is something that, that I should take up with, with Mr. Wreck himself. But thank you, though. Fuck you, then. No, I don't, I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
Okay. Well, I guess uh, that's all I can do. Uh, and I'm sorry I couldn't help more, but I will I will definitely let him know that uh, you tried to reach him. He smiles. It was nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank and, you. And he exits. So, you know, Michelle looks at you from the front desk. She's like, well, he's pretty to look at, I guess. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, though. <laughs> I think that's where we'll leave that scene. Um, so uh, it's eight o'clock. You going to continue working in the in the laboratory, Paul, or uh, you going to head out? You know what? I think I'm gonna this Dane guy kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Oh yeah, I, I, think... <laughs> I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna um, I'm going to follow him unseen. Are you now? I am. Okay. Tell me what you're going to do. Well, I'm going to, uh, you know, I've, I've got my hair trigger doodads under my clothes. So I'm now, are those gonna... pasties? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it's just black tape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got my hair trigger outfit under my uh, my clothes. So I just, you know, I slip out of my clothes, throw on the, the mask. Um, once again, I'm going to leave my, uh, no, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my, uh, six shooters on me i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and strap six shooters on and i'm just gonna kind of port outside and look for his uh look for his car okay fortunately it's a tall building so you know it takes him a while to uh get back out to the parking garage and you see him uh adjusting the mirror as he's backing out he drives a uh, a sporty little two-door okay so I- i'm gonna i'm gonna follow him out. I'm, I'm not gonna get in a car or anything i'm just gonna kind of port behind him you know, uh, just going to kind of skip along behind him and keep him an eye shot. Exactly. You know, maybe skip from rooftop to rooftop, kind of watching his car as it drives by, see where it goes. Okay. Um, he, you, you spend, you know, probably half an hour following him across town and he arrives at a, uh, a large high rise apartment building, uh, really plum part of town just off of the, uh, um, uh, the downtown high tech area, you know, real trendy, you know, kind of, you know, young urban professional kind of living area. A lot of folks call, refer to it as the uptown area. And, uh, uh, he, you know, pulls into the underground parking garage. You following him into the parking garage. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is where he lives yet. So, uh-huh. you know, but he, he seemed rather distressed. So I'm going to just kind of check it out. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour it into the shadows. Okay. You see him get out of the car, uh, pulls out a, uh, a briefcase, um, a trench coat over his arm, and you know heads to the elevators. Punches in. Uh, you notice he punches in the penthouse uh, level, and up he goes. Huh. Is there a nearby building that I can see the penthouse? Yeah. From. Now this, over there. Gonna... this is uh, – of the buildings that surround it, this is the tallest building. So you wouldn't have a, a parallel view. Yeah, but as long as I have a decent view okay. – because, I mean, I can't be on top of that building and just, like, hang down off of it. Right. I'm just going to port to the building that has the, the best viewpoint of okay. the windows. And you do so. And I keep wanting to say, bamf. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need a sound effect for you, Paul. Yeah. So you you zip over there and you see, you know, uh, as you as you get over there, you see that the the penthouse is 
uh, has you know limited lighting. You know, it's it's like the lamp you leave on when you leave the house. You know, um, and you see some some lights on in various ports on the uh, on the patio. And uh, you know, there are four uh, on this on this penthouse level. There are four different units up there that have the roof. And so you're looking, you see one's well lit, and there's there's some uh, activity go- going on over there. There's the area that you saw that that was kind of you know. Uh, reserved lighting, and then there's an, an, the other area that you can just kind of see, which means that there's there's a fourth one that you can't see at all um, from where you are. But the the other one also is very limited lighting, and you see lights come on, uh, and you see this figure walk out to uh, the rail, and just looks out thoughtfully, and you recognize him as Dennis Dane, and he appears to be alone in his penthouse. Well, I mean, I don't see anything suspicious um so i mean would is hair trigger enough of a character well if he came looking for joseph freck i can't show up as hair trigger so i'm i'm just gonna say you know i mean things look quiet there there seems to be nothing suspicious going on um you know i i I, can i try to text joe and see if uh you know you can try. All right. Well, I'll text him, you know, and I'll, I'll give it a minute and see if he responds. Okay. So what's your text say? Dennis Dane came by to see you. Seems rather upset you weren't there. Everything okay. You wait several minutes and you get a text back and it just says, Venezuela, giant monsters. <laughs> well, that's all I'm getting. Um, and Dennis Dane just still looking out longingly. No, he's gone back in. Okay. Is there is there anything else suspicious about the building that I, I should investigate, or no? Is that nothing kinda... that's jumping out at you. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just going to head back then. I mean, yeah. uh, seems kind of a, a a waste of time to follow him, but you know, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it is <laughs> it is um, coming up on ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and. Um, the Coyote and Ricochet were going to meet. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Where, explain to me where y'all are meeting. I don't know. Whatever building you pointed at. Kind yeah, a, roof, pointed at. a rooftop nearby where we had uh, dinner last last game session. Okay. So uh, who gets there first? Oh, I'll be there first because... Even though I'm pretty sure that he will be late, I'm not taking the chance he'll be on time. So I need to be there a couple minutes early. Okay. So I'll take Spectre over there. Okay. So you you ride your ghostly horse through the night. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. Like that? Well, not like that, but yeah. (laughs) You know, I always... I I actually picture it more like that. Furiously texting the doc... I kind of picture it more like that last scene from Ghost Rider with the uh, horse rider guy. I haven't seen Ghost Rider, so it's probably cooler than that. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, you arrive up on the rooftop. What do you do with the horse while you're up there? I'll leave him there. Okay. Like, is the horse on the ground or up on the roof? He's on the roof. Roof. <laughs> and he's he's all he's all wispy and ghost-like. Yeah. I take out a sugar cube and feed it to him. Okay. So, uh, Ricochet, you're approaching the building and you see, you know, 
the coyote. And uh, uh, now I'm assuming you're geared up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he probably doesn't. Well, I mean, he can assume whatever he wants. Well, no, but I'm, I'm assuming that you are you're you know, the coyote is wearing all of his uh, yes. coyote gear. OK, yes. For once. And so Ricochet <laughs> is, uh, you know, bouncing towards uh, on the rooftops, heading up that direction. And he sees, you know, the, the coyote. But he also sees wispy, ghosty horse thing. I'll land a couple feet in front of him and, uh, wow, how'd you get a horse up? Hey, that doesn't look like a horse. It kind of looks like a horse. I th- can I see through that thing? I'll reach out oh, and try to touch it. He's a horse. Yeah. The horse, which is, uh, you know, still kind of munching on the after bits of its sugar cube, gives you a very stern look, Ricochet. I don't even notice. Okay. Now that is cool. I wish I could, wish I had a horse. I just bounce around. Yes, you do. Hey, so any the, news? You know, the, uh, what's that? Any news? Yeah, the doc said something about uh, some crappy gay-ass Billy Joel concert and maybe that uh, landmine ass guy might strike there again. Because if he was going to send a message, it might happen at the benefit concert or some shit. I don't know what day that was. <laughs> I love the dialogue in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's scripting, Paul. It's scripting. <laughs> All right, well, this is your patrol. I'm just tagging along. I jump on the horse. So y'all are patrolling? Sure. Yeah, okay. I'll go my normal patrol through town. Okay. Um, you guys are patrolling through town, and, you know, it seems pretty quiet until the police car comes flying by you. And when I say flying by you, I mean literally all the way off the ground, flying by you, crashes into a building, through the walls, windows breaking, people screaming, car flying through the air. So is that a success? I ask Ricochet. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of thing I usually look for. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, you like to get punched in the face. Lead on. (laughs) I will head the direction the car came from. You uh, come winding down the street, and you see this gigantic, 10-foot-tall, hulking creature, muscle-bound, pink creature with a big, ridged forehead, and he's just bellowing at the top of his lungs. And he's got a lamppost that he's ripped out of the ground in, in one hand, and a car, half of a car, in the other hand. And people oh. are running, screaming. You can see half of this uh, you know, convenience store has been caved in. And he's just roaring and bellowing. I don't suppose you know this guy. Nope. And I start casting. All right. I am going to try to jump down on him and kick him in the face. And he's pretty big. And uh, so, you know, there's really not a bunch of uh, modifiers I'm going to apply against you. So you're just looking for a straight four to hit him. All right. Is this a fighting or? Yeah, this would be fighting. Four. Okay. So that's a hit. Yeah. Add a plus one to damage. Okay. For the leaping. Seven. You kick him. Bam. Right in the, right in the chest. And it's like you just kicked the, the biggest, hardest wall ever you know your foot just hurts and he doesn't even really even acknowledge the fact that you did it okay that's not a good sign i'll use my <laughs> second action to bounce away from him okay so you're you're in retreat ah 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm bouncing off of him like I would bounce off a wall to okay. try to get out of his arm reach. Okay, so you you go uh, diving away, um, Timmy. It's you're up. I'm summoning a storm. Okay. Storm takes one d six rounds to get here. Okay. Roll me a well, six. She's, co- she's coming all the way from Kenya. It, it takes some time, Tim. That's a three. Okay. That's what I do this round. <laughs> okay. So we're going to call that the first round. All right. So uh, the big guy, he has a choice of you or, or uh, Wayner. High and low. And if, if yelling's a free action, I'll be yelling and taunting him to try to get his attention on me instead of the innocent people. Okay. Like me. <laughs> he regards Wayne and throws what's left of the car at him. Ooh, six on a six-sider. I'm rolling again. So that's eight. So it's hit without a raise. And damage. Do-do-do-do. What's your toughness, Wayne? Six. Six. Ah, you're in luck. It's less than your toughness. We rolled a five. So no damage for you. But, man, it, it goes careening by you. Bam! All right, cards, and people are clearing out. I mean, this this guy is huge. And when he when he threw the uh, what was left of that car at you, I mean, it just screamed at you. All right, look at that. So, uh, Timmy, you drew a Joker this round, so you can go whenever the f you'd like. Okay, um, it doesn't say I have to continue summoning. Right. So that's that's your call. Can I just yeah. summon and then it takes a while? That's right. Okay. Well, yeah, you don't have to sit there and continue go, conjuring. I want to go right now. Okay. Um, are there power lines in the area? Um, on the other side of the street, because when he pulled down the uh, street lamp, he uh, he pulled down the uh, power lines on this side. So there are power lines down on this side. On the other side, you have active power lines that are up. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see if, if I maybe I sever a power line if it might hit him. Will that be like a smarts roll? Um, if you or se- is it too far away? Okay, so you're trying to hit him with the severed uh, power line. Yeah, I'm going to sever a power line and I'm trying to angle it so when it falls, it's going to hit this guy. And when you're asking me about smarts, are you ask me is it smarts to see if that can happen or smarts to determine if it's a possible move? I'm. A, I'm. I guess that's your call. I would think the smarts would be if what angle I would have to do that at to hit him. I think that's fair. Let's do that. Okay. So smarts is a D six. I'm a wild card. And I'm going to ones. That's hot. That's not it. And I didn't tell you what your difficulty is. I'm going to go ahead and call that a six because I'm feeling generous today. Oh, it's a six. Fantastic. Um, sugar. All right. Plan B. I blast him. Are you uh, spending a Benny? No. Or are you just going to say it's my action figuring that out? Oh, I thought you were actually doing it. No, I was trying to – okay. I I apologize. I was, no, no. I was if, – if it that's fine if it takes my action to figure out that I can't figure it out. I'm okay with that. But I wouldn't just blast it willy-nilly with civilians running around. Oh, okay. No, I – Unless that's I was already granting that it could be done. Oh, Oh, so 
I, the smart rule would have been to figure out what angle it would be would be done at. I would have to do it at. Okay. So I, I wouldn't do it unless I'm fairly certain it's going to work. So I can't figure it out, which is fine. Okay. So I wouldn't do it. Okay. So. So you're going to blast him. Yeah. Okay. Screw it. Screw this guy. Um. So that would be a shooting. And I'm a wild card. Uh, I'm going to spend a Benny to reroll. Yeah. So the best I got was a well, actually, no, I'm not. A four hits. Yes, that's correct. Shooting. Yeah. All right. So, good thing I know my enough. He can take ten points of uh, green energy, spiritual Navajo, you know, Ulajitigo damage right there. How much should you say? Ten. Ten. And I'm going to try to angle uh, Specter so he, I'm kind of half behind a building, so he's going to. I got a little bit of cover. Okay. <laughs> like, no, over here. Over here. Let him throw he, it to the, uh, the other guy again. He takes the blast full on in the chest and staggers back. <laughs> Just you know. Full on. I mean, you, you pushed him back, you know, a good three, four steps. Oh, that shit ain't right. Okay. His go. Still going after Wayne. He's got his, he's got his eyes on you, Wayne. I am colorful and uh, yelling at him. <laughs> you lucked out again. You took a hit, but it was less than your toughness. It was a four. So uh, you, you, you get knocked back, but nothing significant. And he's charging after you and swinging. Apparently, the bouncing irritates him. <laughs> I feel his pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's keeping innocent people safe. And it's your go. All right. I am going to uh, to leap for him and try to punch him in the face. Because if I'm using my punching, I've got my uh, my plus two, my attack melee level two if I actually hit him. Okay, so you're leaping at him and punching him in the face. Yep. Okay. Roll it. Four. Okay, uh, that's a hit. All right, so that is... Nice. Thirteen. Okay. You hit him. It lands hard. Other people would have cried. He doesn't. I, for my second action, will hit him again. <laughs> I'm actually surprised at this point. Usually when I hit things that hard, they don't look at me like they're hungry. Six. What's a hit? Wow. Okay. Does damage explode? Uh, yes, it does. All right. 24. What a, the upsetting news here is that it still does absolutely nothing to him. As I mean, you it, it rocks your bones when you lay that punch on him. And you're like, you know, you expect to see him topple back. You expect to see, you know, glass jaw kind of reaction and him just crumple into nothingness. And at best, weep and ask for you to stop. Instead, he just grunts at you. And really, it phases him not at all. How much did you do to him? 20, 24 or 26 or something like that. Uh-huh. 
I, I kind of, I'm looking him in the face, grabbing my hand, and just kind of going, oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so next round. And at the conclusion of this round, Tim, your storm will be here. Okay. All right. So, um, a big pink guy looks down at you, Wayne, and roars right in your face. And, you know, it's one of those roars that the bass and the volume is such that you feel it in your chest. And even better, you have a a good sense that he had tacos for lunch. It's also a little wet, so you're kind of getting a shower at the same time. Or he at least ate a Mexican. (laughs) A taco vendor. Um, He uh, rages in your direction. Wayne, you're hit. And, I mean, he he hits you so hard, you are lifted up off your feet, and you go flying up in the air and across the street. The coyote looks up, and he sees you crash through an apartment window and disappear. Oh, Nelly, he got all of that one. <laughs> <laughs> the big pink monster looks back at you now, coyote. Oh, f- fuck me. And it's your go. I am going to use my super sorcery to start doing some animal summoning. And what type of animals are you summoning? A bees. <laughs> okay. So I know when we did the, the zero issue, it was more of a how long can I focus on it kind of thing. Right. So uh, I'm going to have Spectre uh, get me clear out of that thing's view as like a move action, and then I'm going to start summoning. Okay. And I guess I'll just use the uh, animal control to to, to uh, start summoning. Okay. Oh, never mind. What? Animal control does summon them too. So, all right. Okay. So it varies. I'm summoning a mega swarm of insects. The cost is three. Um, if you want me to spend double that to get a ginormous, like, you know, Mexican killer bee swarm, that's fine with me. Okay. I think we should do that. All right. So I'm spending six of my seven okay. super uh, special specialities. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll see what I can do to this thing. Okay. So as we're waiting on the bees to appear, meanwhile, um, Dr. Necropath is, is sitting in his uh, – Little, uh, you know, morgue office, eating a sandwich. What kind of sandwich is that? That would be bologna. Okay. So you're eating the bologna sandwich, and, you know, you've got the ball game on, and, you know, you get this cut in. You know, news reports coming in now of a of a fight downtown. You see uh, image come up on the screen, and you see this gigantic, pink, monstrous, hulking creature uh, fighting that oh that, shit that Indian fellow, and you see uh, that 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 ricochet fellow as well. Oh shit, that thing looks 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 like bad news. I'm glad I'm not out fighting it. <laughs> yeah. I you don't want to get involved. Go in into that. his lap. <laughs> like the no. camera, all of a sudden you see Ricochet. Nah! <laughs> That's where I thought he was going for a minute too. <laughs> I, I, I hope, I really hope I see the part where he goes through, where Ricochet goes through the side of the building. Be like, oh shit, <laughs> Evo on. <clears throat> and you know he's sitting there thumbsing it up. Tell Tivo I like this kind of thing. <laughs> ding ding. Okay, I uh, know. Uh, 
I'll grab my gym bag, tell tell Margo I'm taking my lunch break, and uh, of course my gym bag has my little mask and stuff on, and, and head out. And as you're as you're heading out, I thought you were already taking your lunch break. So I still gotta see. So you're on your way. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Betty Bogdanovich is uh, sitting at her uh, her uh, desk. And, you know, working on some stuff and she's got uh, the TV on, you know, because that's what everybody does when they're at work. They've got TV on. And, and I uh, feel kind of dirty. I'm like, I stalked that guy. I stalked <laughs> that guy. I and, followed him for like two hours. And you're, you're fl- you've been flipping the news to see if you can catch, you know, him on the news, you know, from earlier in the day, you know, like, you know, giving the update or something. And uh, you're thinking about him. That's right. And you're, and you're all dewy down there. Oh, I feel dirty. (laughs) And you you get you you hear the same news and you see the same, uh, you know, bit of video. You see, you know, that uh, Indian looking fellow who you remember him wearing the Oakleys and the pocket squares over his face. But, you know, (laughs) he still looks very much the same. And then, of course, you see that ricochet fellow being pounded through a wall. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's those idiots from the funeral. (laughs) <laughs> what, what are they doing now? So, you know, I, I see this this battle going on. I'm like, ah, well, you know, I was looking for some action tonight. Let's check it out. Okay. So I, uh, I throw on my gear. Okay. And uh, I, and uh, I'm assuming I know where this is. Yes, so, they, uh, they, they tell the, the cross street where it is. So, you know, okay. or whatever. All Damn. right. So uh, as you arrive and you you hear uh, you know the, the the weather guy cutting in going a oh, freak thunderstorm coming into the, coming into the picture more news at 11 and uh, you as you zip in you see lightning arcing across the sky and the wind is picking up and at the same time you hear this buzzing in the air and at first you think wow is there there's some power lines down maybe there's a live wire but you see this cloud of descend from the sky of just gigantic bees and they're just all zooming into the area. Oh shit! I hate bees. Bees are balls. Um, you know, so you're, you're kind of acclimating to the situation. Meanwhile, Wayne, you uh, are, are you know have been a little dazed. I mean, that was a punch and a half you just took, right under the chin. I mean, you are, you are smarting awfully hard, and you hear, "Oh my God, what are you doing here?" Oh, oh, glance to see who's talking. And it's Lester. Who was Lester again? The fellow that you rescued earlier today. Ah. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, you, and you look around, you see this, you know, gigantic, you know, hole in his window and torn up window framing, um, you know, glass all across the floor. And what you notice about the floor is that there are wires and cables running everywhere. And it's kind of warm in here, um, and you see all the the, the 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 wires and cables are all running, you know, down this hallway. And he's helping you to your feet. He's like, "Man, you, I, I saw what was going on down there. Are you okay? What can I get for you? You need like some ice for your head? Something big to hit that thing with? Well, um, I've got a baseball bat. I, I was thinking more a car. Well, I don't have a car. I wouldn't be getting on the train if I had, had a car. Maybe you can throw some rice at him. <laughs> well, he didn't have any rice to give you. <laughs> <laughs> so do I still hear the uh, the roaring outside? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You also hear thunder, and you can see flashes of lightning. You know, as much as I want to f- 
ask him what he's doing there with the cables and the heat. As long as that thing's roaring out there, his first concern is to save people. So he's going to leap out the window and I, uh, as you're, as you're, as you're heading to the window, he's like, is there anything I can do to help? Anything you, I don't think there's anything you can do against that thing. Okay. Well, be careful. Not going to happen. You go, you leap out the window. Yeah. Basically I'm going to, as I leap out the window, I'm looking for a car on the ground. I'm trying to land. Most of them are like on their sides and whatnot. I'm thinking after a hit like that, I'm probably juiced up enough to actually pick up a car and fling it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my goal. Throw as, a, uh, throw a you, car at the guy. As you leap down, you see, uh, uh, now I don't think, I don't think you've ever seen hair trigger in her outfit. Have you? Yeah. Well, no, we're, no, I, we're I was just wearing a mask. Okay. okay then no. But it's the same mask, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, you see hair trigger and you also see, uh, and I don't think they've ever seen Dr. Necropath in his mask. That is correct. Okay. Actually, so, you know what? I don't think I was wearing a mask at the funeral now that I think about it. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that you had a mask on at the funeral. I think you I were think just in your, in your, you know. Civvies? Yeah. yeah I'll figure it out if players. I see her teleport. I'm sorry? I still figure it out if I see her teleport. Sure. So you see, around. you see a woman down there that looks vaguely familiar. Um, and then you also see this other figure, and I'll let uh, Dr. Necropath describe himself, since this is his first time in costume. I'm wearing a nice jacket, nice pants. I'm wearing uh, – <laughs> it was it's a uh, Plague Doctor mask, I believe is the correct name for it. Uh, that that they use, You see him a lot now in like uh, balls and, and masked affairs, and he's got a long beaked nose to it. Looks and I've like got a little hat. What, what's that? Looks like a penis. No, it's not bulbous at the end. Uh, got a hat. <laughs> it's uncircumcised. And, uh, <laughs> still not bulbous. And <laughs> carrying a cane. I kind of pause for a second and look at it with the, and then I go back to the car. That's even left me speechless. That he's worried. He's got a cane. So I'm dealing cards, and high card this round is. T- oh, I'm gonna deal with the bad guy. High card this round is Timmy. Okay, Come so I, was, I was sort of hidden behind the building. I kind of, I kind of kick Spectre up to a to a, a little bit of a of a, a trot so you can see me, and I and I say eat shit and die, and then I and then I try to throw the lightning bolt at him, and I'm telling I'm commanding the bees at the same time. I can't do that, Aaron. So they're not going to get their next this round. They're going to get their next round. Okay, I just for effect, I want to, you know, you want lightning first. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I'm doing both. So. Okay. But not this. You know what I'm saying, right? Okay. So you're 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 calling down the lightning. Yep. Okay. Do it. All right. So that's a spirit die, and a d6. Okay. I'm gonna spend one of my bennies to re-roll because I got threes. Threes are not gonna hit. Oh, yeah. That's better. A nine will hit him. Yep. Nine right. hits with a raise. Oh, sweet. So that's an extra D6 on top of this, right? Yeah. So. And and so in terms of damage. Yeah. Is this lightning or is this magic lightning? Uh, I would think it's just lightning. Okay. So that means it's going to be physical damage, right? So we're going to go up against toughness. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, damage from a lightning strike is 3D10. So I've got 3D10 plus a D6. Uh, that is 11, and 
six, seventeen, and nineteen. The lightning strikes him dead on, lights him up like a Christmas tree. You've got that moment where you think, are, are, are those? Is that a skeleton? Am I seeing? I mean, he is he is lit from the inside out. And the lightning fades, and he is their steam is rising up over him, and he is still on his feet, and he is glaring at the magic man. That's one down. All right, next up is Andrew. Yes, sir. And you just saw this. You saw lightning from the sky. God's magic fire light up the great big pink guy. And he shook it off like it turned the hose on him. So so real quick, before I make any rolls or, or anything crazy like that, do I have any – does this remind me of anything? Is this anything I know anything about? No. Okay. Completely new in my experience. That is correct. Uh, well, I think there's really only one obvious thing to do here. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to make myself inconspicuous and, and mental blast him. And it's got a, it's a heavy weapon. It's a armor-piercing two, if that matters. Okay. And I'll throw my wild die and my D8. Oh, I'm going to take a free action to activate my reflexive telekinesis. Wink. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to spend a Benny. Because I, I, I want to hit. So yeah. I'm down to two. Uh-huh, yeah. And that's a six. And that's I'll re-roll that. And six plus five would be an 11. And so that's a hit with a raise. Okay. So I do my damage. Mm-hmm. And I need a d6. And the raise gives me another d6, correct? That is correct. That's 46 I'm rolling. And that explodes. Explodes on the floor. So that's 17, 20, 23, 24. Damn. His head snaps, you know, like you caught his attention, you know, though he doesn't see where you are. Um, and for the first time, you notice that there are these two small discs on either side of his head, like where his ears would be, um, and they are metallic in nature. And you see them spark as you lance him with your mental blast. He doesn't fall. He doesn't, you know, tremble. He just it, it popped his head like you like you'd, you know, hit him in the forehead. So uh, do I pick up any thoughts or, or mental wavelengths from him right uh, enough? Yeah, you do. Oh, well, give me the I'm not focusing on, but give me the the high level from what I, I couldn't really block out. Um, what you what you sense is everything is a raw nerve to him. Um, everything is just too bright, too loud, uh, too piercing. Just everything is too much. Um that's that's the that, that is he just wants everything to shut the hell up. So these are generally uh, like human like thoughts I'm hearing. It's not like a crazy alien. It's it's human type. You know, it's it's you're feeling it as emotion though. You're not getting it as verbalized. You know, you're not it's not it's not coming across nearly as well expressed as I said it. Um it is it is just the feeling of just just too much. Let's leave me alone. Well, you are an articulate man. Uh, is saying something a free action? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm gonna look at Ricochet, assuming he's staying up, and say, 
say, hit him in the ear. The ear. <laughs> in the era. Okay. So that's your go. And now we are looking for, uh, well, it's going to be uh, Mr. Ricochet. Well, I thought a car would do a better job, but if you say so. I dropped the car. Not like on its side, uh, on its like I have the car up in the air as he says this. I turn it to the side, and it falls like on its side. Uh huh. And then I I'll have jump. Good. I have way too much influence on you. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. will, I will jump for him. I'm trying to basically land near his head and box him in the the ears, the metal things over them. Both sides at the same time. Yep. Now, that's kind of a called shot kind of action. So instead of the four that you've been rolling, I'm going to need you to hit a six on this one. Nice. Ten. Very good. I hit a six and it exploded. Okay. So it's, it's not a hit with a raise, but it is a hit. Roll your damage. All right. What would the damage for boxing someone in the ear be? It's going to be Just your the... strength plus your six-sider. Okay. Do I have any bonuses to my strength right now from the from absorbing the wound of blasting me through? Or yeah, uh, we'll give you an additional six sider on that. All right, that explodes. Eight, uh, nine, eighteen. He shrieks when you hit it. When you just slam both of them at the same time, he shrieks and drops to to a knee. I. For my second action, I'll hit him again. I'll do the same thing again. Okay. Hitting a man when he's down. Hey, it's the first thing that worked. Wow. <laughs> a 15. He, he just, he, he whimpers as, and, you know, he was on a knee and now he's dropped to, to an arm, uh, bracing himself on the ground. So, I'm seeing all this happen, I'm assuming. Yes. Well... I can't sh- – well, can I shoot and risk hurting uh, shooting a ricochet? I mean, I'm a pretty good shot. You're a pretty good shot. I say risk I'm it. Pre- <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so um, am I at a good angle that I could shoot one of these things? Uh, you know, you're you're at a fairly decent angle. Okay. I'm going to pull out the six shooters and fire. Okay. <laughs> Now it is. It's called shot. It's a six. If uh, you roll a a two or less, you may hit your friend. Okay. If I roll a two or less, I may hit my friend. Uh-huh. Now I, my shooting is a d10, so that's what I'm rolling, right? Yeah, d10 plus your six sider for the wild die. All right. Remember, I'm doing my online die roller. Ugh. My d10 is a five. Oh, my such a hipster gamer. I right, just, so I really five. support this kind of activity. <laughs> I got so a five. You, you rolled a five. Now you I'll needed the six. Do you want to spend a Benny? How many do I have? I have three, have right? Three. Yeah. All right, I'll do oh, it. Yeah, you it's got a ton. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me do it again. I got a you six know. on the D10. Oh, the D6 explodes. Okay, roll it again. Eleven. Okay. So it's a hit without a raise, so uh, you're going to roll your damage. All right. You know, I My can damage. envision with those metal things on the side of its head, I probably look like one of those monkeys that's clinging the symbols together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But so they're like thim- f- finger thimbles or f- finger symbols, you know, like a belly dancer. 
Nice. Exactly like that. Yeah. My damage is uh, toughness, right? Well, the, your, the damage that you're going to roll is your shoosting, or your uh, guns. The bang. Yeah. And you have that on your character sheet. I'm looking. I'm looking. You don't. Oh, Paul came unprepared for class. Well, while you guys are looking, I'd just like to say I'm really glad that hitting him in the ear thing paid off. Because after I got Ricochet to drop a car. (laughs) You were going to feel pretty silly, huh? (laughs) I was going to feel really silly if it didn't do anything. Okay, so Paul, uh, 2d6 for your damage. All right, 2d6. Yeah. All right, I got nine. Okay. Oh, wait, no, the six explodes, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Six explodes. Three, so 12, 15, 18. Okay. So, Ricochet, you're sitting there. You've just pulled back after having punched punched him in the, in the head again. And oh. all of a sudden, you hear this gunshot ring out and just blows the, uh, the, the, uh, the metal thing where his ears should be just completely off. And just there is, you know dark purple blood goes uh, splashing in the air. The creature roars one last time and just completely falls over on his side. Lightning is flashing as well as cameras flashing. Uh, you know, press has arrived and, and are taking pictures and that this great big giant 10 foot tall monster creature is out in the middle of the street. Uh, if it's down, I'm going to bounce up into the window. I'd got tossed through before earlier. Okay, come back to you. Okay. Uh, What are you guys doing on the street? I am going to go over to the body, uh, bend down, take a look at his intact silver ear thing, look over and see if I can't uh, see signs of surgical alteration or genetic uh, modification. I I basically try to figure out, is this thing a human that someone grew into a monster or is this something else completely? Uh, Your your hunch is that it started off at least genetically human. And somebody has done some messing around with it. Do I have any idea what the silver disc are? Um, you, just from the remnants of the one that a hair trigger shut off, you see that there are electrodes running through it. Uh, I'm going to grab the pieces that are laying there. Okay. Now, you also notice that this thing is still breathing. Yeah, he's not, he's not hurting one right now. I, don't, I feel kind of bad for him, actually. I mean, the poor ter- tortured thing can't get a moment of solitude and constantly tortured by sound around it. That's a... Uh, Man, that sounds rough. Okay. Uh, hair trigger? Well, um, I'm not just going to leave him there. Uh, now, has Necropath, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't going to leave him there. And un- the coyote is there as, as well. As, Almost as well. here. Right. Hovering up there on his ghostly horse. Thinking he's better I, than us. And with bees all around. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got some. I've got a. I'm I'm pretty smart about this kind of thing. So I see him pick up the, the uh the doodads, and uh, <laughs> no no I, I would I would not touch your doodads. That, that my friend is perm of art. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, you know so I walk up I'm like, hey I'm here trigger. Uh what do you have there? Uh hi how you doing? Weren't you at the funeral? Yeah, I mean, you, were, you were dressed differently, but there's something about you. I can't quite put my finger on that. That I could swear you're the same person I saw. I'm, oh, it was the vanishing from one spot to another. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, that was me. 
were 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 you there? Uh yeah, I think uh I think the whole town was there, wasn't weren't they? Well just about that, that place was packed. So hey, uh do you know what this crazy thing is? Not yet, but I've got some stuff back at my lab that we should uh you know, I we should probably get this guy this monstrosity off the street and uh so I think we should bring him and that doodad that you're holding back to my lab and take a look at it. So you're inviting me back to your lab? Oh, that is hot. I'm inviting him back to my lab. And so uh, sh- I Necropath. guess I should invite a... Dr. Necropath likes a forceful woman. <laughs> he likes a woman who knows what she wants, particularly when what she wants is him. Aaron, I'm going to uh, dismiss the bees while I'm keeping the storm. Okay. The bees? Yeah, I'll kick, I'll kick up the... Uh, I'll kick it up so I have the telepathic link, and I tell them to go, I'll go back to their hives. Okay. As the I'm, coyote... ready, I'm ready to drop the, the fucking lightning bolt on his ass again, though. <laughs> As the coyote descends to join us, I'll uh, kind of wave, wave my hand in greeting. Rick? Doc? Harshie no, I think I think Rick's up in that apartment, actually. I, I, I don't know why. Yeah, he left. <laughs> Not far away. I'm just through the hole that I got tossed through earlier. Is he close enough that he could see all this happening? Who ricochet? Yeah. Uh, let me let me do his beat uh, piece real quick, and then we'll come yeah. back. Okay. Okay. So uh, ricochet, you went back up to the window. Yeah, I went back in through the window. I got tossed. And you through. see, L- Lester is standing there at the window. He's been watching the whole thing, and you see he's got a telephone in this hand. And he's I like, point down as I point down at all the cables he had running through the hall. It's like. Are you stealing cable? <laughs> well, yeah, that and other things. <laughs> what kind of other things? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm also borrowing a little electricity from the neighbor. Don't tell. What are you doing in here? It's like, well, I, I, you saved my life earlier. I guess I can trust you. He walks you down the hall, opens the door, and you see, as he opens the room, you just see just wall to wall electronics and the room, you know, in contrast to the rest of the apartment, this room is nice and chilly. You know, it's probably 50 degrees in here and the, uh, uh, just computers all over the place, a whole wall of monitors just showing streams of data and, and video and just, you know, reporting constantly large data banks. Just the whole room is just full of computers what is all this? Well, I kind of build the supercomputer in my spare time. And, you know, since I got laid off, I've had a lot of spare time. What's it do? Anything you want it to do. I want it to buy me lunch. Can it buy me lunch? I could buy you lunch. I right. wanted it to help stop that monster out there. Could it help <laughs> stop that monster? Well, you know, no, not really. But I mean, it's got in. I I can get you know information and you know anything a supercomputer can do. It's you know heightened you know thought processing. How did you afford all of this stuff? Well, I've been you know putting it together for a long time, and you know you can kind of pick up some of the parts. People don't know what they've got. People don't know what they're throwing away, and you know it's kind of the reason I can't afford groceries. Spend stuff on gear. I hope you have good insurance too, because that. Speaking from experience, those holes and walls aren't that cheap to fix. Nah, uh, uh, yeah. I guess I'll you know be hunting for some plywood tomorrow. I'll uh, I'm gonna go check on my friends down there. But 
I'm going to keep this in mind. I, I think you may be able to help me. You're not going to tell on me, right? For what? I mean, I'm well, you know, stealing cable. And a little electricity. I don't work for the cable company. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, anytime. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help you out. As long as you're not hurting anyone, that's all I care about. I don't think I'm hurting anybody. Stick it to the cable companies. Fuckers. I hate those guys. You order, right. you order, they're, always, they're always shutting me off. Well, you know, you order a package and, you know, you, you think you're getting one set of channels. And the next thing you know, you know, your $30 package turns into a $50 package. It's all a big racket. That's what I'm saying. You don't pay them for three months and they shut your TV off. I mean, yeah, ridiculous, stupid. How, how is a superhero supposed to figure out what's going on in the world to make a difference if his cable company keeps shutting him off? That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I can hook you up. You tell me where you live. Hell, I can figure that out. I'll I'll, I'll get, have cable turned on for you before you get home. I don't think I know you quite that well yet. And then I'll jump out the window. Okay. You jump back down? Yeah, I jump back to the group. Okay. You're down to the group. And? I oh, think... I just... I, I think uh, well, I think uh, uh, Paul and uh, Hair Trigger and uh, Doctor Necropath were talking about something. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about something, so let's continue that conversation now, shall we? Yeah. Why don't we? <laughs> Try to remember what we were talking about. We didn't say anything in between the moment that you left us and now this moment again. Exactly. Well, how do you think we're gonna get this big brute back to your lab, uh, Hair Trigger? I mean, can you? Uh, you got a truck, flatbed, maybe? I think this mother effer is bulletproof in his ear. I'm looking at his ear. The blood would say no. Ah. But, you know, it doesn't look like the the skin wasn't damaged from the bullet. The skin was damaged by the uh, um, device being shot off his, his the side of his head. Mm. He did seem pretty resistant to, you know, lightning. And my fist. I thought I was going to break my fist on his head. I don't think I've hit anything that hard before. Uh, we've, I've got cleanup people who who will come and pick him up for us. You've got people. I've got people. What if he wakes up before your people get here? He won't. You know, it doesn't look like you fit a credit card in that outfit, much less a people. <laughs> <laughs> he's calling you trashy, Paul. <laughs> I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. But uh, basically, I phone my people, and uh, <laughs> she phones her people. I found my people. I've got people. The zero issue. I've got a cleanup crew. Hey, while she's calling, I'm going to kind of nudge the coyote and be like, hey, you got people? Maybe. I don't have people. Rick, you got people? I got a guy that offered to hook me up with cable once. Christ, am I the only one who doesn't have people? Knights of Rainsboro is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Intro music generously provided by Derek Kimmel. For more information about Derek and his music, visit penmachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod-safe tunes at musicalley.com. All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual. 